Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Saturday, August the 21st, 2021. My name is Randy Kentrell. I'm one of the co-hosts here at the podcast. I appreciate you listening and watching hsvinsideout.com. That is the website. This is a special episode. So I'm sitting here inside a place that I have dubbed the yellow studio, and I'm doing a little bit of computer work as I am wont to do on a Saturday morning, and I fire up Hulu. And for some reason, I stumble across a documentary on Hulu called Some Kind of Heaven. This is opinion. This is strictly my opinion. You have every right to disagree with it, although you would be wrong. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Some Kind of Heaven. This is a Hulu documentary on the Villages, a Central Florida retirement community. If you go over to the website hsvinsideout.com just find this episode and i'll embed a video of the trailer for this uh documentary depressing just plain depressing i mean right off the bat we are introduced to two men reggie reggie is the husband of 47 years who enjoys staying stoned and honestly He appears that he may have some mental illness, whether that is precipitated by his love of THC and a little bit of cocaine, uh, you know, how can you know? And his wife of 47 years, she says that she respects his choices, but she disapproves. And then there's Dennis, Dennis, the hustler. Dennis lives in his van while he is searching for a rich woman upon whom he can pray. And he looks into the camera and freely admits what he's there for. If you ever saw the Stepford wives or wayward pines, then you will better understand how this documentary struck me. I mean, it's as though 130,000 people. That's what the documentary says is the population of this place at the time of the filming, which I assume was probably in 2019, 2020, because the documentary came out last year in 2020. Uh, it's as one woman who lives there described it. It's like living in a bubble. I would add it's, it's not like living in a good bubble. I'm 35 minutes into this thing and I'm overcome with this strong sense of loneliness and just colossal sadness. Reggie, Reggie is going online now and he is telling people that he had an episode last night. He got arrested. He had THC and he had some cocaine and, Anne, his wife, she is puzzled by his increasingly bizarre behavior as are all the other people that know them as a couple. She's sitting down with another old man. He's a psychologist. And he's posing to her questions and 
She's just not quite sure what she wants to do, what she's going to do. And over and over, you just see old people behaving foolishly. Some who just appear to be hanging on for dear life to a youth long gone. And I watch these people do things and, and I'm watching them engage in some various activities that are perfectly fine, but I'm wondering as I'm watching this, I'm wondering, did they ever do this kind of stuff when they were young? And I'm wondering if they didn't enjoy doing those things when they were young, I wonder, I wonder why they're doing them now. I don't know. I do watch this thing and I'm considering my own life and my own growing older. And I realize that I don't even think about doing things that I once did things that I may have done things that I may have wished I had done when I was younger. I'm not interested in hanging on to my youth and I'm not interested in ignoring the fact that I am now 64 years old. I'm watching this thing and the phrase growing old gracefully just keeps popping up in my, in my head. And I keep thinking about what that might look like and what, what does that look like? And I realize it's not the same for everybody. And I realize that my view of growing old gracefully, the vision that I may have of it for myself and the vision that you may have of it for yourself, I realize that those can be dramatically different and I, I respect that, but I'm watching this thing and I'm thinking for me, this ain't it. There are no kids. There are no children. This is a retirement community. And that strikes me as very sad. It's gated, but the roads are public. This is a city. This is a municipality. This is just kind of a super big subdivision. If you please the gates, they mostly serve to slow traffic down. And some woman greets cars and waves and says, have a great day. There's no IDs checked. It's not a closed community. The gates are always open. Meanwhile, Dennis, the hustler, not my co-host. Well, he can be a hustler, but all in a good way. Uh, this Dennis, he's just, he just, he's growing increasingly more down and out living in his van. He's 81 years old. He is wanted for outstanding DUI in California. He fled the warrant and just dashed off to Florida. Ah, but now they have found him. They know his tag number and now he has got to get off the road. And so he's desperate. He's calling. He's calling anybody and everybody he knows he's leaving desperate voicemails. He's searching and he is searching at least to this point unsuccessfully for anybody to help him out old friends and acquaintances. They seem to know, they seem to know Dennis is still the hustler that he's always been that guy that they always knew. And he confesses that his goal in life all along was to, you know, live hard, play hard and die poor. And he admits here I am old and poor, you know, there is there may be some things worse, but as I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, man, there's just nothing worse than an old leech. 
and I find myself battling some harsh feelings against this man, which is not real common for me because he is a despicable human being. And I wonder how many people he has taken advantage of in his lifetime and how many more people he's going to take advantage of if they'll let him. Here's a man who's devoted his life to lies and deceit and dishonesty and manipulation. At some point, he gets his mother on the phone. I don't know how old she must be. But he talks to her for just a few seconds and does not utter one piece of truth to this woman tells her that he's got all kinds of stuff going on and he's got all kinds of handyman jobs and he's doing work in Hollywood and he's doing this. And he's, I mean, you know, if you're going to lie, lie big, I guess. And he does lie big. He lies big to his mom. And I watch this guy and I listen to this guy and I'm just thinking, man, he is just the epitome of a person who is just fully, wholly devoted to himself, devoid of character, devoid of integrity. I rather doubt this is a man who has ever done the right thing in his entire life. And I'm sad for him, sadder still for all of his victims. We see Lynn. Lynn is a golf cart salesman and he comes into, he comes into the scene well into this show and I finally, at last, I'm, I'm somewhat relieved because we are introduced to a person who's got a smile on his face and seems to be enjoying life. He smiles a lot, in fact, and laughs quite a lot. And we watch him show Barbara. Barbara is a transplanted Boston widow who desperately misses her home state and her deceased husband. And Lynn seems to unwittingly pull Barbara out of her funk. He doesn't know she's in a funk. She's looking at a golf cart and he's showing this thing to her and they're taking this test drive and they're laughing. They're cutting up. Next thing you do, you see them playing mini golf and really having a big time. And it's just a rare glimpse of people who are enjoying life because frankly, up to this point, I'm just pretty overcome with sadness. In watching this whole affair, I'm now an hour in there's 15 minutes left in this thing. And well, I'm just, I'm just depressed. I'm just depressed knowing that the world, not just this place, but the whole world is full of people of all ages who are still so far away from even being close to figuring it out. My professional work is really geared at trying to help professional people figure it out. It's not my job to figure it out for them. I'm just kind of a guide and a facilitator to help them figure it out. I often tell people the world defines consulting as give a man a fish and coaching as teach a man to fish. I don't do either one of those things. I'm interested in trying to help people figure out, do you even like fish? And that's the work. And I'm watching these people and I'm thinking, man, so many of these people, they, they've lived a long time and how can you live that long and not even be remotely close in many cases to figuring it out. And about the time I'm prepared to just hit stop Reggie, Reggie, the drug using senior admits that he's, he's ready to give up weed and the other drugs. Now he's still a really bizarre kind of a character. 
who I find frankly insufferable, but at least I feel better for Anne, his wife of 47 years. I mean, let's hope the man is going to get off of weed and whatever else he's taking, because I'm thinking, no, at least she's now, maybe she won't be stuck with a man who's determined to stay high all the time. Meanwhile, Lynn, the golf cart salesman and Barbara, the Boston widow, well, they attend a parrot head event because, well, Dennis, he's quite the fixture at the parrot head events that evidently happen inside the village there every month. You know, now never mind that meanwhile in the background, even in the foreground, there are a bunch of people that are just making complete fools of themselves, acting like they're 19 again. Barbara, she's enjoying herself. Mm, till she sees Lynn. Lynn's out on the dance floor and he's dancing with somebody else. Now, we don't ever see any conversation. We're not privy to anything where Lynn has misled Barbara. But man, her countenance just falls immediately when she sees him. And we're not talking close dancing. They're three feet apart. But just seeing him enjoy himself opposite of another woman you can just see her countenance fall i don't know that he's misled her i rather choose to not think so because well there's just nothing about him that indicates that he's that kind of a guy he's just he's just kind of a good time guy and really enjoying life my sense is she's been longing for love though She's been looking for love. And I rather suspect that she misled her own heart. Dennis. Well, we go back to Dennis and he has now imposed himself on a longtime girlfriend who evidently has seen this movie before, but she knows what she's getting. So she takes him back in. You get the idea. She's done this for him many, many times before. And so her eyes appear to be wide open. So I don't feel sorry for her. But meanwhile, Dennis reports that he's feeling confined. And he makes this equation that comfort is confining. Well, that's a unique outlook on life, isn't it? He finds comfort confining. Well, he would because he's an absolute ne'er-do-well. <laughs> he's laying in bed, shirtless. That's an attractive sight. Staring up at a ceiling fan. And I catch myself. I'm resisting. I'm resisting wishing ill on this man. <laughs> probably don't need to because he's probably going to be his own undoing. You get a sense that he's been his own undoing all of his life. But I worry about the victims. Barbara. Barbara's delivering a monologue throughout the show. There've been certain scenes of a drama. It appears to be a drama class where people perform these monologues. And yeah, as you can well imagine, some are overly dramatic and not so good, but Barbara, the show's winding down and Barbara's delivering this monologue and she is recalling some moment in her youth the loss of a pet. She's in this drama class. She's telling this story about her childhood and it's, it's short, but it's powerfully good. 
reflections and I'm thinking as I'm watching her, as she ends her monologue and I'm, I'm thinking reflections, reflections of our lives, life in the rearview mirror, aging, love, loneliness, companionship. Here we are introduced to this seemingly idyllic world that was built as a retirement place to be a Disneyland for older people. I don't much like Disneyland period. So I'm not attracted, but to each his own. (laughs) This idyllic world in central Florida, a community designed to give these older folks a grand experience, but the fakeness, the fakeness of it all just leaves me empty. It leaves me sad, sad for the people that were sold this notion that come here and you will live your best life and you'll be surrounded by this completely made up world filled with promises that can never be delivered on. You too can grow old and live an Instagram life. And meanwhile, there's this lonely woman from Massachusetts longing for love, maybe even longing more for Boston and home. And she's out there and she's dancing alone by herself. Oh, there's couples around her, but she is alone. Fade to black. And that's almost an hour and a half of sadness that could be just enough to overtake me on this Saturday morning in August of 2021, but not quite, not quite enough to push me over the edge and the ledge of sadness and sorrow, because I know, I know that as I sit here in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, I am five hours away, perhaps many months away from being in a place called hot Springs village, Arkansas, hopefully as a part-time resident, a place that a few, very few, I might add ninnies are convinced is the worst run place on the planet, mostly because, well, they seem to me to be among the most ungrateful people on the planet. And you know what I suspect? I rather suspect that these people were miserable younger people. And now, now they're just miserable old people. That's sad. That's sad. And not only are they miserable old people, but now they're miserable old people with too much time on their hands and too little compassion in their hearts. That's okay. Because I'm sitting here figuring that somewhere in that 26,000 acres that make up hot Springs village, Arkansas, there's plenty enough room for me and my wife of almost 44 years, Rhonda to enjoy the beauty and the peace and the tranquility and the nature and the trees and the critters and the friendliness of just about everybody I've ever encountered there, at least in person. And unlike this place in Florida, part of our motivation is to have a place in hot Springs village to share with five grandkids and the adults in our life who make up our tribe. And including me, there are 10 of us now. And we range in age from six, Road Rash Roy, he's six, to 64, me and Rhonda. 
And as we all grow older, I have dreams of creating some memories inside hot springs village. Will it happen? Well, I don't know. We're working toward it, but you know, even if it doesn't happen, even if the part-time residency thing doesn't happen, we're going to enjoy every visit, every hike, every Airbnb, every host, every scenic drive, every scenic walk, every meal and me. Well, I'm going to enjoy the benefit, the benefit that I get in taking care of my own mental health by frequenting a place that I loved so much. I started a podcast about it. Thanks for listening to another episode of hot Springs village inside out a podcast where hot Springs village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com and tell a friend.